Hi everyone and welcome to Herbert Smith Freehill's next session in our Future of Consumer 2021 Asia Pack predictions. My name is Peter Jones and I'm joined today with, by David Ryan. Uh, we're in our TMT team. I'm located in Sydney and David's located in Melbourne. Today we are wanting to look a little bit about the data economy and how that relates to the consumer sector and is there a cliff coming in terms of the way consumer sector organisations have used data. Just to probably set the scene a little bit, I mean, it's certainly the case that consumer sector organisations have been collect long collected data long before issues of, of computerisation. In fact, as a small child in rural New Zealand, I remember the local shopping centre, uh, the sort of grocery store maintained a little card on each of the customers, and that was largely around birthdays. And so when you came in, you got a little bit of chocolate to say, happy birthday, Peter, which was kind of sweet, um, obviously pre-Privacy Act as well. Um, but there's also obviously other examples of where how data is collected in a way that provides significant levels of convenience to end customers. And certainly we've seen that during the course of COVID. Uh, a number of um, large retailers have obviously worked really hard in terms of supply chains to ensure that products, particularly in the food um, area, are on the shelves and that the staples are being maintained. Um, we are, I guess, though, there is a, a slight pushback in some respects in terms of how certain individuals look at the way data is collected and used. Probably not so much in the way in which organisations use data to enhance their own supply chain and, as I mentioned, make sure that stock is available. Probably more when you start looking at things like targeted advertising, uh, facial recognition technologies, uh, tracking of individual shoppers in particular retail outlets as they move around a store to figure out how long they spend at one particular area and how long they spend at another. Um, that's probably moving further away into that space where individuals are a bit more concerned. We're also, I think, dealing in a world where there's an increasing level of education in terms of the general population around how organisations use data and where they should be using data and where they shouldn't be using data. Um, there's also a rise, I guess, globally in terms of the environmental, uh, social and governance concerns, the ESG concerns, and we're certainly seeing this also extend into the data world. Ultimately, I think one of the challenges in this space when you look at data and data use is that one person's convenience is another person's surveillance. And, and that's where we sort of start to see some of the challenges in this area. There's not necessarily a black and white rule for every particular data use situation. But with that, I'm going to hand over to David to walk us through some of the issues in the data economy. Thanks, Peter. Look, it's it's um, I guess not not really news anymore that you know, information and the types of insights that that information can afford to businesses um, are a really pervasive aspects of of all aspects of of how a business operates today. Um, Peter's spoken to to sort of some of the the practical ways that a business in the consumer sector um, might think about information and, and use it, but it's it's really a um, economy wide aspect of of modern business that leveraging information to to achieve outcomes like productivity and efficiency, um, growth, um, and, and understanding of customers and end users. Is, is is really central to um, not not just I guess technology type issues, but but to broader strategic organisational objectives. When when we talk with with clients in all industries today about um, data and and what you can do with data, there there are 
myriad ways that that it features in in those conversations um, in, in the context of you know commercial growth initiatives um, partnering those sorts of activities yeah you know, we, we, we see data being perceived as a a real central value driver for that sort of um, activity likewise in m a um, you, you go and look at a business that that might be a competitor that you want to buy a key value driver of doing that deal is what information do they hold? How, how can you achieve competitive advantage by using that information? And, and then in, in businesses that are, are customer facing, um, well, how can you use the information that you hold, that you collect, that, that you derive from your activities to, to better understand your customers and, and end users? Something we've seen as sort of a, a macro trend over you know, the last decade or so is the, the, the types of technologies that enable this activity um, and, and allow you to, to, I guess, derive value from information has really been exponential. Um, you know, the, the sort of Moore's law is, is if anything, greater in, in this context than, than it is in, in normal sort of uh, technology world. Yeah, scalable cloud, cloud infra and, and services are, are essentially de rigueur. I mean, it's how everybody does business these days in, in the technology space. And, and you see analytics and AI being a really core aspect of those BRU technologies when you're having conversations about developing or buying that sort of technology. Um, analytics is, is an aspect that, that always features in setting up the right data modelling so you can actually use the information that that technology generates. And I guess that the net of that um, in, in, is that you know, realising that value of data is, is a real strategic pillar of how you operate a business in 2021. An aspect in the consumer space that we're seeing and, and one that we'd like to explore a little bit today is around customer experience and engagement, CX. That's a really fundamental tenet of how a consumer business operates. Um, we're operating in a consumer sector where product and service commoditization is, is fairly commonplace. Um, there's a degree of fungibility often at a product level. and. To, to establish customer loyalty in that context is, is can be pretty challenging. Understanding customers is, is really key to enhancing engagement with them and, and to delivering the type of unique customer experiences that allow you to differentiate, retain and attract new customers. And, and I think our, our experience is that information, it's the keys to the kingdom of enhancing that customer experience. Um, every transaction or customer interaction is an opportunity to obtain data, an opportunity to understand customers better. Um, Data-driven CX is, is fundamentally much more effective than sort of legacy mo uh, means of understanding your customers. Um, it's, it's got features, it's, it's real time. Um, it, it allows a real richness of understanding. Uh, you, can, you can really see behavioural aspects of how your customers operate um, and it's unique. So it enables you to target customers on an individual basis and build that relationship with your business. But, but those opportunities and the things that you can do are, are not without pitfalls. And, and they're some of the sort of aspects I think Peter's going to look at now um, as he speaks to some of, sort of the resistance factors um, when we're balancing what we can do with what we should.
Yeah, thanks very much, David. And I think that's an absolutely valid way of looking at some of the opportunity, but also the challenge. And as I mentioned at the outset, this is not necessarily easy because it's not necessarily the case that there's a set rule that works for every particular organisation, let alone every particular sector. Uh, McKinsey has done some research into looking at um, the extent to which consumers or individuals have trust in different sectors and the way in which those sectors handle their personal information. Perhaps not surprisingly, at the highest end were financial services and health that are sort of around the mid-40s, but that's mid-40s. So more than half of the people did not necessarily trust those organisations with the way in which they handle data anyway. In the consumer sector, that's fallen back to 18%. So effectively, one in five individuals believes that in the consumer sector, organisations uh, can be trusted in the way in which they hold personal information. That's really interesting at one level, but it doesn't necessarily ask the next question, which is, well, to what extent does your position around trust and the way in which you perceive an organisation using your data influence your buying decision? Does it actually change the way in which you will go out and acquire products and services? In that space, the data is a little bit more mixed. You'd probably argue that in the millennial area, it probably does influence to some degree the buy purchases, but probably not to a systemic or a significant way. But we are sort of, as I mentioned at the outset, starting to see a change in the way individuals look at the, the sort of the, the mechanisms and the manner in which large organisations collect personal information and use it. That's also had an impact in terms of the regulatory uh, environment, uh, the political environment and the media environment, uh, where there's a lot more attention given to the way in which organisations both collect data and then use it, particularly through algorithmic decision-making processes. We're seeing that particularly in, in this region in Australia with the rise of some of the work that the, um, the ACCC, the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission is doing around data. So there've been recent inquiries into things like digital platforms. There've been inquiries in terms of customer loyalty schemes. Uh, there's been increasing prosecution of all of enterprises out there that are sort of engaging in what's alleged to be misleading and deceptive conduct relating to the manner in which information is being collected and used. So we're starting to see in some respects a regulatory or rise of a regulatory pushback to the way in which organisations or some organisations have historically used data. Ultimately, if you look at this going forward, primarily in my view, this comes back to a pretty um, uh, obvious yet difficult proposition, which is transparency. The more transparent an organisation is in terms of the manner in which it uses information that it collects, I think the less likely it is that individuals will lose trust. The real issue that impacts trust and where trust starts to break down is where individuals aren't aware of what's actually happening with their data. Uh, and then they find out about it and that creates this very negative closed loop feedback cycle. Um, so I guess then to try and pull this together, is the cliff coming for the data economy? I wouldn't necessarily say the cliff is coming from the, for the data economy um, in the consumer sector or indeed probably any sector. I think what we will start to see, though, is that there'll be a lot more regulatory and other societal guideposts or signposts that will start to be imposed in the way in which organisations use uh, personal information. And it will not just be a... Uh, but you know, essentially a binary decision about, well, does the law allow us to do this or does it not? It might be, can we do this legally? Yes, you can. Then the second question is, should we do it this way? And then the third question is, what's the transparency requirement that will flow from that? Ultimately, I suspect going forward, not maybe immediately, but in the next sort of three to five years, we'll be starting to see that is probably a framework for most organisations thinking through the way they use data. 
but with that, we will probably end the session and obviously look forward to all of you joining our next podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks, all.